Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Heart and Soul podcast. It's Madeline back here again today with an exciting new episode all about why to study abroad. Now, for context, I studied abroad for the majority of 2019, about five months in China and then four months in Spain, and I couldn't recommend studying abroad more. It is something that changed my life for the better. It changed the way I think about things and how I view things, and that's what we'll be talking about in this episode today. I've compiled a a list of reasons of why you should study abroad because I am a big advocate for it, and to me, there's really no excuse not to. It is something that should be done. I think it should be a rite of passage while in college, and it's just something that people need to do even if they're scared and that is why I'm talking about this because I don't want studying abroad to be scary. I think it's something that every single person should do and is able to do as scary as it seems. And so yeah let's just get right into it. Um, For the first reason of why you should study abroad is something that is so fun to me and it is you will run into something new every day or a lot of things that are new. I, like I said, I studied in Shanghai, China, and there was weird stuff happening all the time. Just on my walk home, I had a long commute to class. I lived in um, an apartment in the downtown area and then had to take the metro and walk a lot to my classes every single day. It was about like a 50 minute commute that I did and I would have like a long walk to the metro station and just the things that I would see just on that walk to the metro station is just people living life completely different than I would and it really opened my eyes to what other people do and how they live their lives. There's also lots of things to do like on that walk there's street food there's markets um totally like different kinds of shops bakeries different kinds of foods to get you get to see the people who are just sitting on the street and what they do when they're eating or um you see them all of the people riding motorbikes in China and that is something that was just really funny to deal with and trying to dodge the motorbikes and not getting hit. Um, I would get street food basically every time on my walk just for breakfast and this is something that you don't even really know what you're getting and it's just fun to be able to point at the menu or point at something and try it out and it's usually really good. There's like I said, different in Shanghai at least there was different shopping areas, um, arcades, uh, claw machines. I know that um, my group of friends all wanted to go to the claw machines like almost every day or every time we saw it, which was always super fun. Also, in classes, you're amongst other foreign students as well as local students, so you get to know some people from the local culture, as well as foreign students. When I was studying abroad in Spain, I became best friends with a group of Germans. And that was really fun because even though I was in Spain, I was still learning a lot about German culture as well without even being there. And I also got to learn a lot from 
meeting Spanish students, meeting Chinese students when I was in China, and just working with them, seeing what it's like in a class setting. So that was something that I loved. Just you never know what's going to happen just on your daily walks or interactions with people. It's something new, something different. The next reason is probably my favorite reason that you, for studying abroad, and it is cheap or relatively cheap travel. When I was in Europe, basically that's what I did every single weekend was I would just get on a plane and leave, and I didn't have Friday classes, which is pretty common. I guess when you're in college in general, or if you're going to university abroad, try to get um, your Friday open so you can have a longer weekend. So my friend Kara and I, we did so many trips together when we were studying in Spain. We So we lived like a block away from each other and we would just meet up after class, go to the airport on a Thursday night and leave wherever we were headed to. Flights for I was studying in Seville, Spain, um, in the south of Spain, so it was a smaller airport. However, they had tons of direct flights to a lot of places. If not, you can get an easy um, layover or a connection in like Madrid or something like that, and be able to go really anywhere in Europe after that. Additionally, um, I got to go to Morocco from the south of Spain, so that was, and that flight was like $36 round trip, and it was a 30-minute flight from Seville, which kind of blew my mind because you're going from Spain to a third world country in the span of 30 minutes, and for really cheap, and that was just my favorite part. If you don't want to fly to a connecting airport, you can always take a bus or a train, trains from Seville to Madrid were like three hours and relatively cheap but also flights to Madrid are so cheap they're usually actually what I found is flights to Madrid were cheaper than the bus or the train which was kind of unfortunate for the carbon footprint but there's pros and cons to both Um, I'm just saying that it is cheap to really do whatever you want also in Europe depending on the country that you're going to but you can find relatively cheap lodging or housing we used airbnb for the majority of the time actually when we were in europe because that was i was with a group of people we just got a an airbnb and we split the cost and it ended up being probably like in the 50 to 60 dollar range for like three to four nights so that was definitely beneficial i like that option a lot better than hostels hostels you just don't really know what you're gonna get they can be really fun especially I feel like if I'm with a group of friends and it's definitely a lot more comfortable when you're there with a group of friends but I've also had some odd experiences happen in hostels so I'm not the biggest fan and would much rather do Airbnb if I have the opportunity And a lot of the time, Airbnbs end up being cheaper when you're splitting it with friends. And really nice. I did Airbnbs, yeah, for the majority of my time in Europe for my trips. And got some really nice places. I had a really nice place with a group of my friends in Lagos, Portugal, where we watched the sunrise. We get to go on the roof. It was a really nice place with beautiful views of the ocean in the south of Portugal. So that was 
really fun. Um, also, renting a car is pretty cheap, especially if you're going with a group of friends. I went with a group of friends, like I said. We did a road trip all through Portugal, and it was not that expensive. It was like $10 a day per person, not including gas, but really it was not that expensive, and I loved renting a car. I feel like that was one of my favorite trips because we had the access to a car and had no time limit. We could really do whatever we wanted to do, drive around. It it was the schedule was up to us. We didn't have to consider our flight back or our train back or whatever. We could just do basically whatever we wanted and to drive wherever we wanted. Um and like I said, Europe is very accessible. You can get places in a very short amount of time for cheap. Um you can also do like different regions within the specific country, even if it's not going to be the big cities. You can take buses for pretty cheap. And that's like a huge reason of why I loved studying abroad is that accessibility is just, it's never ending. You can do so much. Um, and then when I was studying in Asia, the problem with China was studying there and living there for a long time we didn't get visas where we could leave the country because we only had a single entry visa so we were limited to only within China travel which was totally fine however those destinations are a little bit more expensive um, even though it's within the country like I would say flights would probably be or the high-speed trains um, I think we took a high-speed train from Shanghai to Guilin and that was two hundred dollars round trip and it was a 14 hour train ride and so that was like definitely um not ideal especially when countries outside of china are a lot cheaper our flight out of china was probably the most expensive we flew from shanghai to tokyo and that was probably the most expensive but my friend olivia and i we did a trip all around east asia with flights and those ended up being like 90 dollars or less um, one way and that included South Korea and Taiwan. Okay. And as for the next reason for why you should study abroad is the food. And this is something that students, I think should keep an open mind to, but it's definitely really fun. And I have friends who were a little bit nervous and kind of not willing to try the food when we got there. But when they did, they realized it was something that was so amazing to them and they loved it and they continue eating it from then on. And so that's something that I think is really, really important when studying abroad because you also should be respectful of the local cultures and that's what they do. That's what they eat. So if they're eating that and they're still alive today and it's worked out for them, then you'll be fine too. It's really not a problem. And so I was first, when I was studying in China, I was eating Chinese food three meals a day, every single day. And that is completely different than what I was eating in America. And that was actually kind of something that was hard for me to get used to. And I felt like I got tired of it quick but the food there was delicious and it was kind of interesting because the kinds of food you're eating and the Chinese breakfast is not a typical breakfast. Like I was eating like rice for breakfast or something like that or just any kind of like a veggie or a pork bun for breakfast, which is not your typical breakfast food. But 
It was something that was fun to get used to, but it did take some time for me to fully grasp um, that that was going to be my life for a couple of months. And if it wasn't Chinese food, it was probably another form of Asian food. It was pretty hard to find any kind of American food or food that we were used to back in the United States. One time, like three months in, we found a bagel place. It was kind of like a westernized restaurant that had bagels bagel sandwiches and that was really exciting for all of us sometimes we would go to this like american themed diner and would get pancakes and that was always really fun and a big deal but really it was a once once in a couple week or once a month kind of thing so really that was something that we had to get used to but the food was amazing and i miss it now being back in the united states i kind of wish i could go back and have chinese food Three meals a day, I'd be okay with it. And also something that's definitely a benefit is you become an expert. Well, this is if you're studying in China, but you become an expert in chopsticks. Before, I was like okay at using them. And then when by the time I returned home, I could probably grab anything with chopsticks and was very good at it. And it's a skill that I think is it's not extremely import- important being an American in the United States, but it's definitely something that's... Um, fun to learn and worth it and could help you in the long run. Um, Like I said, the street food is some of the best food I've ever had. And even though it may look kind of questionable, it's definitely worth getting. And when I was in Spain, I was living with a Spanish family where they were required to make our meals three meals a day. So that was really a way for me to experience the Spanish meals. I wasn't going to the grocery store to buy my food. My host parents were and they made the food. So if if I was the one who had to do that and I was um, responsible for making my own meals, I'd probably go to the store and buy what's normal for me and what's convenient for me and what I know how to do. So I'm glad that I didn't have that experience and that I had people from the actual culture making the food for me where I had you know, a typical Spanish breakfast, um, typical Spanish coffee, a cafe con leche. And I had a huge lunch around 4 p.m. And then have a small kind of top tapa kind of dinner around 9 p.m. or later. And that was something that I'm so grateful that I had to do and got to be able to eat the Spanish food because I wouldn't have any idea how to make that. I wouldn't have made it. And it's some of really good food that I didn't even know much about. So that was really good. Um, a really good experience for me. And I highly recommend living in a homestay or having, be having an experience where the food is going to be different, but that's totally okay. I had some friends that were kind of concerned in Spain about the Spanish food and to me I feel like Spanish food is probably one of the most mild and not as different than the United States. People could be going to totally totally different countries and be experiencing foods that would be harder to get used to and like I said really just you need to keep an open mind because your mind will be changed and you will become more open-minded and actually like the food that Um, the other local cultures have to offer. The next reason I have for studying abroad is it's kind of 
weird saying this, and I'm not, I'm just going to be transparent and as blunt as possible, but the classes in the foreign countries, in my experience, are pretty easy and flexible and not very demanding. It is not like school in the United States, at least where I go to school, I feel like the work and the academics is pretty rigorous. It is not the same in um, the foreign countries that I was in. And when I was studying in China, I was at a pretty top tier university and I still found it to be pretty easy and as well as in Spain. So I wasn't skipping my classes However, I'm going to be blunt, you probably, you can and get away with it. I didn't skip my classes because I didn't really need to because I didn't have classes on Friday. So, but travel is made a lot easier and especially when you're going to be gone on the weekends. In my experience, that wasn't really a problem and I didn't even have any work to do over the weekends. Or if I did, I could get it done um, pretty easily easily like while I was traveling on the plane or on the train um, or on the Sunday night that I got back I found a way to make it work pretty easily and like I when I was studying in China I went on trips within China there was one um, time I remember when I was gone for like five weeks straight or five weekends straight so I would go on a trip, I'd come back, be at school, like, Monday through Thursday, and then leave again on that Thursday night or that Friday morning for five weeks straight, and I remember being physically exhausted because it was so much travel and then going to classes, like, in between. It was really tiring, but I remember looking back and being like, whoa, that wasn't even too hard, and it's definitely doable because... The Like I said, the work is not as rigorous as you would think or as it is here because trying to like trying to imagine traveling every weekend in the United States, that's just not a possibility really at all. So that was something that I really appreciated about being abroad. And I think study abroad programs kind of are loose on their expectations in order for you to fully experience um, what it's like to live in that country or travel around. Okay, the next reason I have for why you should study abroad is that you get to be a part of a culture, or if you're not necessarily getting a part of a culture, um, you're getting accustomed to it at least. I feel like getting to fully feel like you are fully immersed in that culture and your way of life has completely changed would probably take a longer time of living there than what it did for me as a, for the semester, but you do get accustomed to what life is like there and what people do there. When I studied in Spain, there was really no way to not get accustomed to that way of life and that lifestyle. Spain basically has their schedule pushed back later in the day where you are up really, really late. And um, it's a lot more of a social lifestyle where family and friends are extremely important to Spanish people. And... Being social is really the way of life there. So like I said, I stayed with a Spanish family where I had my three meals a day there, but I really had to get accustomed to that schedule. And it's a completely different schedule than what we have in the United States. I actually prefer the Spanish 
schedule. A lot of other people didn't because it was kind of weird and new, but I actually felt like it was more beneficial in a lot of ways, and I actually wasn't as tired because it was just more relaxed um, and a little bit having a little bit more freedom in the day. So basically, like I said, everything is pushed back, so meal times are pushed back. So lunchtime, I would go to my classes and stuff like that. I would eat breakfast before my classes, but I had classes from like nine to three ish. Um, come home and have a lunch at three thirty to four, which is a pretty late lunch, and it was a huge lunch. And I would eat that, go take a nap, spend some time hanging out my room, maybe finish some homework. That was really where I got my homework done was that time period after lunch. And then I would go back out and hang out with friends, explore Seville, kind of just do whatever I really felt like doing and would come back home for dinner and back at my house and dinner was like at nine or later. And I loved that having dinner super late because I feel like meal times a lot of the time are just like broken up into and are in at inconvenient times and just are kind of like interrupting my day and so I felt like I could hang out and do whatever I wanted and didn't have the pressure of having to go home for dinner until nine or later there was one point where I came home for lunch at like twelve thirty or for dinner I came home for dinner at like twelve thirty at night and ate and went to bed and the dinner would be like a short um, dinner with just tapas pretty small compared to the lunch meal and I really liked that and that was something you had to get accustomed to and also living with my Spanish host family I got used to what it was like to be in a family in Spain they're very social people there are people over all the time friends family it was so important to my host mom for me to meet all of her siblings and all of their kids. I would go to their parties, um, like birthday parties, different meals. It, the family was so important and it was really fun being able to be a part of that. And I was welcomed in with open arms, at least with my family. You know, for others, it wasn't necessarily like that, but... I got to learn what it was like to be a part of that and I got to be a part of that and you know practice my Spanish with these members of the family and fully get to see what it's like to be a part of that culture and that was a little bit uncomfortable at first I will admit I did have a hard time when I first arrived because they spend so much time with family and when I'm spending time with new people and I was struggling with the language that's definitely hard to get used to and it does get hard to get used to but once you do it is a great feeling to finally be a part of that culture and it's a barrier that you feel like you have overcome um and then for my last reason which is just kind of encompassing all of these things I feel like and that is you learn more than you ever would inside the classroom I feel like for me, I kind of struggle in the classroom to fully grasp what I'm being taught, but then when I get to actually go and I get to see what uh, what I was learning about, um, I learn a lot more, especially just, and you learn more than just, you know, what you would learn academically. You learn about 
people, how they interact, the different cultural differences. You learn really quick that people in those other countries are, can be way more blunt than Americans can and you can't get your feelings hurt for certain things because that's just the way of life it is there and you realize pretty quick that that's just how it is and you can't be offended and that you can't change that and there's more to life than what Americans think and how Americans are. There's just so much more to life than just us. And I feel like in an American culture, it can seem like the world revolves around us. And that's definitely not the case. And it is kind of a hard lesson to learn. But once you learn, returning back to the United States is totally different. And I look at things completely differently and have become more empathetic to people's situations and how people are and you deal with difficult situations as well like I said in a previous episode that dealing with language barriers can be pretty difficult and it is I dealt with that a ton or just things where even if you're speaking the same language you don't fully understand what the other person is saying and you really learn how to adapt to different situations when you because because you have nothing else to do you have no other options so you learn how to adapt um and just how to interact with people who are just totally different I also learned like more about I because I feel like when I would learn in class or if I would see on a map the geography of a place or I would learn about the cultural geography of a place I couldn't fully grasp it until I actually visited those places and now I feel like I've just learned so much because I've been there. I know the capitals of the countries that I've been to. I know the layout of the countries that I've been to. I know what um, religion people are who live there or the politics, the economic situation. You really understand it because you can only be taught so much until you are actually in that country and you have to calculate the exchange rate or you're looking at what to buy and you're realizing that a coffee in China or a special coffee is actually a lot more extensive than it would be in the United States if you're going to like a Starbucks. I experienced that it was like $6 there a lot of the time for like a latte and in the United States it wouldn't be that much and you really, when you have to actually calculate these kinds of things, you learn more than if someone just told you. And that is the best way, at least for me to learn, is that experiment, uh, experimental learning and, um, and experience. And, um, and yeah, so I think you definitely would learn more than you ever would in the classroom. And I asked my friend Olivia what she thinks about this topic of why you should study abroad. And I'm just going to close out with what something that she had to say, because I totally 100% agree. And she says that a main reason is to push yourself out of your comfort zone. When we first arrived to our first country that we lived in, which was China, everything was so different and she knew so little about it and the situations are pretty uncomfortable but you have to figure it out 
And when you figure it out, it's a really good feeling and you learn from it and you grew from it and you can handle the next time that that happens to you way differently and better than the way that you handled it before. Um, she says that you learn how to communicate better with people and other cultures and see where they come from and where they grew up and you get to experience something that you would have never experienced and you gain a different perspective and that is something that you cannot and will not experience on a on an American campus for all four years. I rem- and I totally agree with that. I remember returning and being back with the students that I was you know, in the classroom with a year before and they had still been on my campus and were living in DC and going to the same classes and it was just kind of seeming mundane to me and I was just thinking how could they go through what I went through by staying here and that's the truth and another reason why I think you should definitely study abroad and so hopefully this has inspired people to feel that way and um, yeah, hopefully people can take what I've said and not be as worried about doing it because it's really not as scary as you would think and it's way more beneficial than it is scary. So anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast episode and I will see you next time.